BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. promise we are back on the death lineup with special guest very early guest too he was he was one of our first guests uh maybe second guest on the show ben cruz what's going on man what's up i i I told you guys after we we did the first episode together i'm not coming back until gary payton the second returns (laughs) to the team and he uh he's back so i decided to uh, finally make my triumphant return no thanks for having me guys this is uh this is always fun so let's do this this is, this is just our group chat coming to life again <laughs> so how'd you, you get see- the how'd you get this how'd you get the jersey swap for the for the photo already that was quick i know on the who's, doing, who's doing the photoshop for you guys <laughs> they, uh, give him a raise great. yeah oh man what a day right uh we woke up this morning uh, pretty confident that maybe Joe Lacob's pride w- would not allow James Wiseman to be traded, at least for what, you know, it was rumored. And then all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. There was like tons of stuff going on. And James Wiseman is out of here. Uh, I, I guess it's a bittersweet thing. Now I know there are some Warriors fans who are like, they've really, really, uh, come to the point of you know what it's really about this season and next season and next season we can't wait like we just can't wait and for for me i I've, i like james and so i have this other thought which is you know maybe they could have done a little bit better it's possible that there could have been a, a multiple different outcomes here but ultimately what happens is he he's not here but i i think brian you know you were probably the the one who was most vocal about making Wiseman work uh, out of the three of us. And so, you know, when the, the trade happened originally, we thought Sadiq Bay was coming to town and Sadiq Bay oh. is a favorite of yours. Uh, so just give me your, your quick thoughts on your, I guess your, your mindset, your, your feelings about the trade. If you've sort of wrapped your head around, you know, losing Wiseman, all that stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> like, yeah, no, I really liked the kid, but um, I think, I think, I don't know if we're going to talk about it in this podcast, but you know, I think as of last night at about 10 PM, I was pretty convinced that the Warriors were going to do something after the Phoenix Suns did something. So I had a feeling that Wiseman was probably going to get shipped today. Um, but you know, I think, I think he's going to cook. I think he's going to go be a great player. I just, I think it's funny with the, the fit in Detroit, they already have like three centers. So if there was like a rebuilding team that he'd probably fit less in, it's probably Detroit, but you know, he's a Troy Weaver guy. Troy Weaver, Troy Weaver loves his athletes. So James Wiseman and apparently Jalen Duran are going to start together. I have no clue how that's going to work, but I mean, yeah, I think for that, dear God. (laughs) Yeah, no, that that's going to, that's going to be very, very interesting, but you know, I think that the, you know, we talked, you said in the beginning, the organizational pride of, you know, not admitting basically that this was like a flop. That's why we thought that maybe it wouldn't happen. You know, the John Hollinger piece with how much money they'd be losing, which we kind of already knew, but it felt, I felt like it brought more nationalized to the idea that they'd be like losing $130 million in luxury tax if they kept the kid. So I don't know. It's just, I think the idea of trading him for five second round picks and then trading him for a guy that you could have kept in the off season, had you gone dipped your toe into the luxury tax even a little more, I feel like that would be like the worst possible outcome for an office, especially for ownership on like, you know, we didn't spend, which is already in a, in a, in a, an insane amount, but we didn't spend. Now we have to admit defeat on this project. And then we have to get back what we didn't spend. Like it just makes it kind of look like a cheap move altogether. Which oh, is we're we're gonna we're gonna get back to why didn't they come to this conclusion before the season started? We will do that dance. We'll do that Monday morning quarterbacking. But uh, my uh, buddy Shelvin, who is uh, watches, uh, we want winners with uh, Roderick and I. And Shelvin, we're gonna Roderick and I are gonna be back on Sunday night after the Super Bowl. But I I, I use this because uh, Shelvin is someone who connected with us on Facebook in on my Facebook groups. I think I've waved the white flag on ever getting my Facebook account back. So I'll use that to say I created a discord today. What? Oh, and breaking uh, news, breaking news. And if you are watching this or listening to this and you want an invite to the discord, just hit me up. GG at BSPN media.com. And I will throw you an invite. It. I probably won't do that until tomorrow morning. I still need to add a couple of, of, of other channels. But, um, yeah, I did it for the Fight Game Media stuff that I do. We created that, and we're kind of using that as a beta. And I was like, oh, I just want, I just need to figure this out on my own. And so I created the BSPN one today. So we'll, I'll, I'll, get, I'll get some invites out to everybody uh, probably tomorrow morning. But if you're listening, you want one, shoot me an email, and, uh, and we'll get it out to you. Okay, so... Let's actually go over the full details of this trade because as it was happening, it was happening in piecemeal. And it turns out it was actually a four-team deal. We were getting like all the pieces in the Shams and Woj's updates. And we're like, how does this connect? Oh, they just traded this guy and then they traded to this team and then this team jumped. And you know, it was a, it turns out it's a four-team trade. So who do the Pistons get? James Wiseman. Who do the Warriors get? Well, they get Gary Payton, too, and two future second-round picks from Atlanta. That how, how, how does that work? Okay, the Hawks get Sadiq Bey, and then the Trailblazers get Kevin Knox and five future second-round picks. So originally how we saw it was that the Warriors traded Wiseman for Sadiq Bey, 
And then they traded Sadiq Bay to the Hawks for five second rounders. Then we we read that Kevin Knox came over to the Warriors as part of the the first trade. And then the four the the third trade was shooting uh Kevin Knox and five picks for GP th- GP two. So that's kind of how it happened in in the Twitter sphere and and the cycle of tweets going out. So ultimately, what it comes out to like you know like we said is is you you basically give up. James Wiseman for Gary Payton too. Now we're going to look at what the roster looks like after this, just this trade is done. But Ben on the level of what we thought maybe we could have traded James Wiseman for versus what we got for him today. How are you sitting? Okay with this? Because I think if you bring down expectations, which is what we've had to do with Wiseman player for player, like the team got better now, Two or three down, two or three years down the road, who knows? But how how are you feeling about what they did? I mean, I'm sitting okay with it simply because GP2 will play, right? One of their issues that they've been dealing with recently has been depth, right? That's why a lot of these fourth quarter leads that you know they play well for three and a half quarters, and in the fourth quarter they all they fall apart, yeah, because they're playing and they're they're running with an eight man rotation. Guys get tired. All their jumpers all of a sudden are short. They stop going to the cup because they're tired. So, and, and James Wiseman isn't playing. Moses Moody isn't playing. Patrick Baldwin Jr. isn't playing. So they're running. Kerr's running with the dudes that he trusts, right? Mm-hmm. Two of those dudes happen to be two-way guys, or um, you know, these guys who can only play up to fifty games, right? Anthony Lamb, Ty Jerome, and he's he's now at this point where he can't play them every game. So that it shortens the rotation even more. So just from the simple fact that now he has an extra body who knows the system, who can defend. I mean, those are two monumental upgrades from Wiseman because Wiseman was was just sitting there. He was sitting there half-heartedly clapping at his teammates succeeding, wondering, am I going to get sent down to Santa Cruz again? So, Look, our, our, could we look back on this deal in in three to four years where Wiseman is potentially tearing it up in Detroit or or wherever, or even having sure. a formidable career? Right? Like, can he have a formidable career, which is I think what we all hope for? He does, even if he's not a superstar. Like, if he has a solid NBA career, that could be something where Warriors fans look back and go, "Oh, that's what we were waiting for." But it, it's the system, right? He just he just didn't get it. I mean, Tim Kawakami put put this out earlier. I mean, he joked that it might have actually tanked Wiseman's trade value. But when Wiseman and Steph shared the floor together, the the numbers are awful, really bad. Right? The statistics are. And, and look, if you can't play with Steph, I I don't know. Like that that's that that's just that's daunting for you to overcome, right? And, I mean, the writing was on the wall. It's been on the wall for a while. It was just never a good fit overall, right? Like, I mean, obviously, we would have liked to see a bigger sample size. He kept getting hurt. And then, obviously, you know, when when he returned, it just didn't fit in with what they were doing. Even with all their talk of this two-timeline plan, Mm -hmm. and he still couldn't get in. Yeah. I mean, look, for all the shit that Kerr gets – on you know why well why isn't he just playing he's got to learn he's got to get reps like Kerr sees him in practice every day yeah. we don't see him in practice right if, if he's not executing in practice 
how are we supposed to believe that he could execute in games? And, you know, we celebrate these small wins with him, you know, these the six minute spurts in these games. We're like, did you see Wiseman last night? Pretty good. See yeah, that he, running, he, that running hook. Yeah. Yeah. You played six <laughs> minutes and you had four points. You're like, I don't This is not, what are we doing? So I, I, I'm, I'm glad GP two is back for other reasons that I'm sure we'll get into later, but straight up, it was uh it, it just wasn't a fit and we've got a better fit for for the warriors moving forward here shout out mark nobita who is in the chat um so i the kawakami article was was good cuz i read that when i got home tonight and kawakami wrote that he believes the writing on the wall was them having to send wiseman back to santa cruz this year and i remember Brian and I were talking about this and Brian was saying, well, you know, if you want to look to the positive side, it's kind of what they did with Jordan Poole. They sent him back down as a like, dude, you are not getting it. And it, it helped Jordan Poole. He, he ran, he was excellent in Santa Cruz, came back up and he felt like a different player. What I told Brian is, is my, my feeling at that moment was this was bad for Wiseman. You bring him up, so much talk in the offseason about him. They're they're gassing him up to the fans. Oh, you know, he's 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 gonna be better this year. The team's, you know, the team's gonna utilize him. And then he still fails. And that felt like the moment where they they kind of they didn't wave the white flag necessarily, but they kind of said, okay, all of our hopes for him, you know, which were very optimistic hopes, they're just not gonna come true. They're not gonna come true this season. And it's kind of a wash. And if you have a guy who is going into his, what would it be? His, uh, this is, this is his third year technically, right? So next year, next year would be his fourth year. And essentially you cannot decide yet if he is going to be a part of your rotation by year four, like it seems like you have decided without necessarily deciding. So, that was uh, very interesting to read from Tim. You know, he's he's really close to, to that situation, and he, you know, he has a good sort of instinct and feel to to certain moves and such. Um, the second, the the next question I have for both of you, and Brian, you can go first. Is I feel now, sort of in hindsight, that they probably felt that he was really going to have to ball out to 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 show that you know he he's valuable that he's going to play on this team that he's got a future and anything less than playing really well with 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 Steph and and with Draymond and those guys was going to be a loss in in a sense and so i think the like the actual expectation was probably still really high for him but if you give those guys some truth serum uh, like Jalen Rose likes to call it. I wonder if they go, yeah, you know, we weren't sure that he was going to really have that good of a season because if that is true, they they lost money on this deal. Not, not money, but they lost value on this deal because he is more valuable to 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 trade in the offseason than after the the half season that he showed this year. So, Bri, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um. I guess like what what exactly are you are you asking me here? Are you saying that 
like, why do I think they traded him? No, I'm saying, do you think that they wasted value? Yes. And but but they did it because they had this sort of pie in the sky expectation versus a more realistic expectation of, of who he was going to be. I honestly feel like if you gave Lake of like some serious, serious truth serum, not that this situation would be like what Atlanta is right now, where you had the report from like Amic on, you know, the sun taking over and kind of a bad way. But like, I really wonder if Lakeup was almost ready to like usher in the new era earlier than everyone else was, because I want to know if you hooked him up to, and got him, got the true steerum in it. Like, like what made him do it? What made him pull the trigger? Who was in his ear? Like, I just really feel like it wasn't like a him thing to do. So I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever hear the answer to that someday, but I almost feel like he was on this team and we knew that 130 million thing. Like we knew that. Mm-hmm. And it was, and we knew that it was, we thought that it was probably going to be like Draymond gone. Right. We knew that it, it could be clay and you know, uh, the Warriors fans have known this, but I think once they got to the national perspective and you know, Wiseman still wasn't producing, I think that's when it became uh the danger, not necessarily because Hollinger only wrote that piece like last week. And like mm-hmm. TK said, you know, TK's like tone shift in the plus minus stuff definitely has been different on Wiseman since yeah. the whole sending him down to Santa Cruz, you know, cause TK is always in on the young guys, but you could definitely like, I didn't want to believe it. And I probably, you know, I think that he did kind of switch his tune a little bit when that stuff started happening. Um, He's still high on Patrick Baldwin. I, as am I. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> so, uh, so Ben, do, do you think that the Warriors had honest expectations for Wiseman or were they pie in the sky for him this season? Because ultimately on the court, Nothing really changed from two years ago uh, when he was playing to this year as far as, like, even just the eye test. Like, you watch this guy, and it's like, okay, he's the same kid from his rookie season. Like, he runs the same. His aggression is the same. He actually even had more swagger as a rookie to take, like, these crazier shots, and he played like a, a scared a scared player th- this year. So, watching that guy, I just kind of go like, how did, how did we get here? And they didn't see this coming from the summer. I mean, I think it's just the most disappointing thing is just, you wanted to see steps of improvement. Right. And to your point, you look, you, you watch him, you know, a couple of games this year, compare him to his rookie year where the, the rookie year stuff you could, you could excuse, Right. There's a long there's a long leash there where you're like, yeah, he's gonna make mistakes. He's 19. He's, he barely played, uh, you know, in college. He only played a handful of games. But when you once you get to year three, the injuries aside. Uh, like they, they brought in this whole coaching staff to also help with his development. Right. So it's not like it was just Steve Kerr in his ear. Uh, or, you know, Kenny Atkinson saying like, hey, these are the places you got to run. The, the NBA coaching staffs now are fat. Yep. Right. They they have big men coaches. Specifically, they hired that that um the, the, his name just gave me Jama uh from from Europe, right? Who who trained all these all these big men over there in Europe, and they brought him in to work with Wiseman specifically. So it's at some point it's just not a fit, and it became like I I saw this video um kind of breaking down, you know what how the Warriors run 
you know, they, they kind of run a set amount of plays, right? You, you kind of know what it is. They, they kind of run, run, run plays like, like Coach Boone, uh, like remember the Titans, Denzel Washington, <laughs> right? They're, they're going to run it. You know what they're going to run, but they run yeah. it so efficiently that yes. it still works. So it's Horn's twist, right? It's, um, you know, this, uh, the first screen is supposed to come and like uh, as a t- in a timing thing, a second screener is supposed to come, right? And it's supposed to create confusion amongst the defenders because staff or whoever the ball handler is can then use each screen. There's going to be switches. There's going to be confusion. When it's run I, in, in what the first example where it's run correctly, Steph gets a wide open three, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it's, it's, it's literally three steps. First screen, second screen, Steph makes a choice, and then that causes the confusion, when they ran horns twist and this and this again this is a very small sample size but it was just a, a you know an example of how Wiseman just wasn't getting it this is year 3 they run horns twist which i'm sure they they just run over and over again in practice it's a very simple play all wise has to do come up set the screen you know wait for the second screener and let Steph make his choice wiseman's just late yeah he's late man he messes up the timing the play essentially gets blown up because he does not come he does not come set his first screen Therefore, the second screen, it's just two people coming. So they the, instinctively, the defense already knows what play is coming so they, they can kind of sw- pre-switch or whatever. The play is blown up. And and then Wiseman rolls to the rim, deflated that he doesn't get the ball. And it, it, it's just not a system that was that really gelled with his skill set, right? I, I, I forget who... I think it might have been Marcus, Marcus Thompson, who said this, where it was, you know, they they want Wiseman to play almost like JaVale McGee, rim run, defensive shots. Yeah, Brian, I talked about that a lot this season. He wants to play like Cat. He wants to play like Carl Anthony Towns, right? Give him the ball, let him cook. And that's just not what the Warriors are going to do, right? When you have Steph Curry, when you have Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, now Jordan Poole, I'm sorry, man. You're 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 not getting the ball, wise. Mm-hmm. You're you're not getting it to cook unless you know we're the, the Warriors are, are several players down, and and that just doesn't that just doesn't happen as frequently. So it just it was just a bad fit from the jump, and, and you know to their credit, they tried to make it work, but to you know their even bigger credit, at least at least they admitted the mistake because that's hard to do. I, I feel like the mistake is one thing. Teams make mistakes all the time, drafting players, trading for players, and it just, and it just doesn't work. For them to kind of give up now on what you know, people people talk about. Oh, how can you give up on the, on the number two pick? Follow this, that, and the third. He's no longer the number two pick. Yeah, like he's, that he's label. A, he's a fourth. He, he's a third year player who's played sixty games. You know, that is a, there's that Fat Joe meme, right? Today's price is not yesterday's price. That can go in both ways, right? People always people always use that in a it's in, the price has increased. Yeah, the price decreased for James Wiseman. Yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> it, it just you know the, is what it is. You know, secretly and not even secretly, the worst thing for the Wiseman camp was the Warriors winning the title last year. Oh, thousand percent. They didn't. They didn't need them for one. And what they did was they went, oh, we can still go, we, we can still do it. We have the, you know, the three players who we need to make it go, and we need to fit people around those guys. And Wiseman doesn't false, fit around those guys. It gave a false sense that, that the two timeline thing was working. 
Yep. It, it, they did not have uh, Kaminga had his, you know, his moments in the regular season. Moody hit a handful of big shots in the Western Conference Finals where another guy who's like way more just, swag as a rookie than <laughs> unbelievable. He's still on the team right now, to be honest with you. But I mean, it just gave him this false sense that this thing was working. In reality, when you look at it, Steph wins in that title. Draymond, Clay, JP, you know, GP, Looney. Looney, yeah. GP, Otto, Otto Porter, it, it, Andre Iguodala. It's those, it's those guys, right? And you saw the future, Brian the potential future. Here. There it is. There he is. Uh, <laughs> shout out to shout out to my guy who went after that Canadian bag. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's uh yeah, I, I think it's that reality is starting to come down a little bit. Kaminga is, you know, potentially becoming a thing, and uh, you know, whether they they value him a little too highly, given what, given the reports today on OG and Anobi. But yeah, um, good. That's a good a good uh, setup here for for what we're going to talk about next. Though he, Kaminga played really bad yesterday. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, last Weird. Wiseman thing. Last Wiseman thing. You yeah. said it. You said it. And I'm not, I don't, I don't want to defend this guy too much because I know there is some, like, Kaminga has already doubled the guy's minutes. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's part, that's partly because of. And rightfully uh, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's partly because of, you know, skill set. Why Kaminga has bought into the whole, you know, system and it works better for him. But like. You know, I think Wiseman, we always talk about it, like didn't play any games in college because the ineligibility stuff Mm -hmm. had the injury um, stuff in his first year, only plays 40 games. Second year, weird extra surgery, doesn't play the entire year. And third year, you know, he's already kind of like already out of the rotation. He hasn't really improved since his rookie year. And then another injury that he was touching the rotation for just a little bit. And then the injury happens and then he's out again. Like, I feel like he really has had one of the most unlucky careers and I'm not disputing the idea that he wasn't going to work in the warrior system. I get it. I do think that if he was able to work in the warrior system and able to like hit his potential, I feel like that's such an interesting player of a center who's able to fit in the warrior system as a rim running guy and also do some like cat and bead, like shot creation stuff. I, 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 but at the end of the day, like 
I'm not disputing that he he was going to work in the Warriors system. I'm more disputing. I feel like the maybe like the outlook on his career moving forward. I still feel like he can do some stuff, oh, and yeah. I, and I'm definitely excited to see. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to watch him for sure, I, and I'm going to root for him. You know, the other I thing was already about... watching Detroit. It works out for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were. That's that's your second team. Uh, the the other thing about the JaVale McGee scenario is that JaVale McGee scenario works when you have scores and it works when you're you're on a team where Steph plays uh you know the first quarter KD plays 8 minutes Steph leaves KD comes back in so you always have a score in the game Jordan Poole isn't at that level obviously and so you know and he's still proving himself so it's a little bit different whereas like if KD was still on the Warriors yeah Wiseman could be a rim runner because Katie's just going to create shots for him. Well, he would have opportunities, yeah. you know, all, yeah. all, all, all game long, but it's just a different, you know, when, when, when you're playing with, uh, with DiVincenzo and, um, you know, uh, Kuminga, like it's a little bit of a different spacing as well. So I don't blame that, that thing on James. Like that was just a, a much different setup. JaVale basically came in and it was like, dude, you have to do one thing and one thing only because you're on the greatest team ever created. So that's what let, let's talk about the, uh, the OG thing. And then we we'll want to look at the, the current lineup and then we'll let Ben go. Cause I know Ben, Ben has to go. Uh, okay. So the rumor and, and Shams, you know, he put this video out, man. He didn't put this video out for nothing. Possible Western conference playoff team is interested contender. in OG contender interested in OG and Anobi. And, so, you know, people, I think people got really excited about that. But I think when they learned that it was Kuminga plus probably two future first-round picks, I think that pulled the excitement down a little bit because that's a pretty steep price for OG. But you were actually kind of, like, not terribly sad about the uh, idea of getting of, of, of trading Kuminga. So talk about OG and why you thought he would have been a good fit. I mean, it, I mean, Brad, you want to go first on this? No, or? no, you go for it. Take it. Okay. Take it. So, I mean, look, I, I'm as a Warriors fan, you're encouraged by the steps that Kaminga has taken. Yeah. Right. The, but there's still the inconsistency, right? You, you still don't know. There's still those moments where you wonder what you're going to get from him on a night to night basis, right? That I think that that his floor has definitely risen. Right, so there's, there's definitely less worry. You you understand he's going to play. He's going to play really good defense. He's you know he isn't shooting the three as much anymore. And when he does, it, it's you know he saves it for the corner threes for the most part. Still takes uh, some co- some questionable wing threes, <laughs> but I mean, OG's is, is just a known quantity at this point, right? So if if in this world at the end of this trade deadline, the Warriors ended up with GP two and OG and Anobi. And look, Steph is still hurt. We don't know when he's coming back. That that's a nasty lineup, right? And it, it's it's just another. I mean, look, the the Suns got better, right? They, they have Kevin freaking Durant. Yep. They have Devin Booker, Chris Paul. You know, as much as people claim that, you know, he's he's kind of headed down. Uh, you know, the, the tail end of his career is still really good. This uh, this Warriors team with OG in the mix. Like that's that's a nice team. That is that is a team that you could actually you can feel good about. You know, and, and this is assuming 
I'm sure that the parts that you would have to release to and trade off to OG for OG, you know, we we can kind of t- dissect that. But his inclusion, he's, you know, you, he could play in a small lineup, fantastic defender, shoots a three at a, at a reasonable clip. Right, I think he shoots like he's at 35, 36 percent, thirty seven right now. Yeah, even so. It, it, he's just the type of guy, smart player, the type of guy who just feels like a warrior, right? It, it, if you're trying to replace what Otto Porter gave you, mm-hmm. he probably gives you that and more. Yeah. So, I mean, it it, it would have sucked to lose Kaminga because, just because of the potential aspect of it. But if you're talking about right now, if, if we're just kind of there at this point, if we've admitted the Wiseman thing was not working, it was a mistake to hold him this long, great, that's fine. But, I mean, Bri brought this up earlier where it was, I'm sure after, the, after they won the title, Lake will double down on his, oh, we this two-timeline thing is working, <laughs> right? And, and if, if, if we could go into the next era tomorrow, no one, no one really, I don't think anyone realized that Steph was going to be this good still, right? Clay still playing at a, at a you know, high level, Draymond as well. It, 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 the window was extended for that core, and you got to keep extending it with players like OG. And it, look, they'll they'll figure it out now. And with with GP and and kind of the rest of this lineup that is actually, if you look at it, very very small. Uh, yeah, but we're gonna look at it in a second. It, I you know that that's why I was on board with it because I think if that's the full health lineup, and again, you know, on the fringes, there's probably some other players who we probably that would probably not be a part of the lineup. Is that Looney? Is that you know, Divincenzo? How will you make the money work? But it's, uh, I think it just would have been a nice small ball lineup that that could have been run out there. Steph, Clay, Wiggins, if he's still there, you know, OG, Draymond. I mean, come on, that's that that's 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 a nice little closing lineup. All right, Brian. The reason why I went Ben first is because I feel now I don't know for sure, but I feel like you would have been against giving up Kaminga in a trade like this because, and I'm not going to, I won't put words in your mouth, but I'll tell you why I would be slightly against it is because I think Kaminga is going to give you 75% of that. And then you, then, then there's still the opportunity for, for more as he grows in the system. But at the same time, you know, kind of like Ben said, you're, you're in this win now mode where Steph is, pushing his prime past what I think most people thought. And that's what you have to also keep in mind. Yeah, no, I think from Ben's perspective, that's a hundred percent correct. And that's where I'm sure, you know, the majority um, also agrees with, because I think it's, I think it's the right perspective to look at, but at the same time, you know, like Mr. Bossman, Bill Simmons says is wait, why is gas $7 today? <laughs> you know, like we live in a world where Rudy Gobert and KD basically had the same trade package. And because of that, OG and Anobi, they want three firsts and a really good young player and salary match. So I just think that what it would take to get a guy like OG and Anobi, who at best is, you know, the fourth best player on a championship team. I just think the price was too, was too steep. And uh, yeah, I, I think Kaminga at his best, like, again, I think the floor, I think Kaminga has helped his stock by how he's played this year. I think OG is definitely a better defender. You know, there's a there's like this matchup difficulty stat. I don't know how it's essentially calculated. I'm guessing like the average percent of like field goal percentages that you have to guard. 
but OG is like the number one guy in matchup difficulty. Like he always gets the hardest matchups and he ha basically has like a 100% matchup versatility rating, which means he basically guards like every single position. I think Kaminga's getting to that level on the Warriors specifically. They always put him on the best guard, him and Wiggins switching off. And like he guards, like he's like a six, eight or six, nine guy or whatever, how tall he is guarding, you know, like the six, three guys. So I think Kaminga can become a version of OG. And I know with the three point stuff, like it's not there. OG last I checked, OG was at 36%. If you're checking now, he must've just cashed some threes. 36, six, I think was the okay. number that I saw. Kaminga's not kind of been hitting them lately. He's like 30. I, Kaminga's at 32. You know, he's yeah. not in the twenties. So, yeah. But I think from the, the perspective of like, look, you know, we just punted on Wiseman. We admitted that was the wrong, you know, the wrong call to, to invest in him more than we already had. Um, and, you know, we, we are focused on right now because there is a threat in the West, in the Pacific Division. Everyone in the Pacific Division besides the Kings, like, kind of loaded up. Like, you know, you kind of needed to do a little more here to have a good shot. And, and you know, there's arguments to be made that they didn't, and I totally get it. I think there's also something that's going to be good for Kaminga, which is he got all of the reps guarding some really good players, really good guards. And now GP is going to handle those minutes. So Kaminga, not saying he's going to be like Draymond and like kind of playing safety, but he'll be able to, you know, to pick and choose opportunities to, to maybe make some big plays uh, and, and he won't have to guard the best player. You know, he, he'll he so he'll probably, not being as much field uh, foul trouble as as he can get in because he's trying to be aggressive and he's trying to you know guard that best guy. Uh, okay, so let's look at this roster and I want to get your guys' uh, opinion on where I guess the flaws are and and I think we're all going to say size, but also you know are, is this a playoff roster? Is this a you know, we can make it to round two, round three type of roster. So obviously Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Loon, that's your starting five. Pool is your six man. DiVincenzo, GP2, Kaminga, and then Jamichael makes 10. Uh, we're leaving out uh, uh, Ben's favorite player, Anthony Lamb. Uh, <laughs> we're Please we're leaving, do. We're leaving out... Uh, Ty Jerome, we're leaving Moody, out Moses Moody. PBJ. PBJ. Uh, Ryan Rollins took himself out because he's got that, <laughs> he had the Jones fracture thing going on. So uh, that 10, I mean, are we running that 10 against Denver, against Phoenix? Can I, can I, can I start this one? Yeah. I feel like this is damn near identical to last year. I don't, I don't see why they couldn't. Um, Curry, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, Looney, that's the same starting five. Yeah. Just, now you bring Otto. Now you bring GP2 back. Pool GP2 was on last team. Mm -hmm. um, and Jermichael, I feel like, is starting to take that auto role a little bit. Like, from bit. what I've seen, a little bit. He's finally starting to do a little bit of that auto stuff. Still missing dunks, but a little bit. You, you, know, you, you know, you make a great point. And I just thought about this. You know, we, we slag on Pool's defense a lot. GP2 is going to be handling a lot of this stuff, right? Which will make Pool better uh, and he you know he'll still get picked on for sure but th there's th you know you're gonna have a tremendous defender out there in the backcourt with pool on that second team now not you know clutch will, will they'll figure out the clutch minutes but that's another thing that that gp2 just kind of 
he just glues that defense uh, together a little bit better. So someone like Poole, you know, he kind of looks bad defensively um, when it's pulling DiVincenzo in the backcourt. Uh, but now maybe it's Poole and GP2 and uh, they'll figure out the DiVincenzo piece. So, yeah, uh, that's actually yeah, and, a very good point. Did they only run eight? Last finals, which is already like that, that feels like the right number. But was it eight? Was it so the starting five pool GP2, that's seven, auto eight, and then some Bialitza, right? Yeah, nine. Yeah. So nine. I feel like the only one missing that's not totally like a similar, like I still think like in the beginning of the season, I said Jamichael can kind of be an auto replacement. It was very clear that he wasn't for the yeah. past four months. And maybe, now he's maybe Kaminga is the auto replacement. Kaminga, yeah, I feel like Kaminga and DiVincenzo in this 10 man are almost like flyers and like, you know, there's not really a Bielitsa replacement. I guess we could start feeling if Jamichael's the Bielitsa or the auto, whatever there's, but you have Kaminga and DiVincenzo as two guys. That's skill sets. You didn't have in last year's playoff run, who I think are very beneficial to this year's playoff run and season. Um, I I'm high on the roster. Uh, I, I would like to hear Ben's opinion. And then I would like to would throw a little tidbit in after. Go so for it. I, I think the roster is, I mean, it's better than it was yesterday, right? Just by the simple addition of GP2 defensively knowing the system and, you know, he, he's not your typical two guard, right? He's actually acts like a, he functions offensively like a big man. He actually functions offensively probably the way they wanted Wiseman to function. Yeah, right? it's like your, as, as a your, screen, ver- as your a, vertical four. The, the vertical threat, <laughs> right? But so... I, are they? Do, does anyone want to play the Warriors in the playoffs? Absolutely not, right? Because you have the Steph Clay supernova threat at all times. Uh, Wiggins, whether you know he finds his form or not, can be you know a massive two way threat. Draymond is who he is, incredible defensively, and and it kind of runs that offense. Pool obviously you're hot and cold. The biggest difference I see between this year and last year is now the West is a lot better, right? By the simple inclusion of Kevin Durant on the Suns, Kyrie Irving on the Mavs. The, you know, the Grizzlies are still freaking excellent. The Nuggets Wait, are you, better. You didn't, you didn't say D'Angelo Russell. Well, <laughs> I, I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting the Lakers. The Lakers are, uh, they they got better too. Yeah, so. they improved. They, they Did they improved. beat the Bucks today? Did they just beat the Bucks on live television without LeBron? I, Does anyone know I the final am, score to that game? I'll, I'll look it up. The, I'll look it up as, as, as you guys talk. But, I mean, the West is a lot better, and look, even the, so that that's where. No, Bucks won know, by nine. By the way, oh, there you go. Well, as they should have, they lost <laughs> to that team without LeBron. Like the Warriors limped into the playoffs last year, yeah. right? Fifty-three wins, and and you know the, they kind of caught a stroke of luck facing that first round or in the first round against the Nuggets, right? It was Jokic, <laughs> it was them, the that whole team kind of against Jokic and, and they were able to find their groove, right? Steph yeah. was coming back, came off the bench, all that stuff. And then, you know, they end up against the Grizzlies and and that was a, you know, heated matchup and and that was probably their the biggest threat to their their path to the title. And you know, they overcame Jaw unfortunately gets hurt and 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 you know, look, with all these championship runs, there's in, in any sport, there's a small aspect of luck that has to go oh, into yeah. it, right? This is just, Absolutely. you can be the greatest team in the, in the world. You just, you always need luck. I, I, I don't, I don't know if this team is the combined with their talent and the amount of, they, they're going to need to be very, very lucky 
to to get back to the finals uh in in my as currently constructed and, and you know there's there's some buyout candidates out there that i'm sure will will surface what's I, all this kevin love to the warriors talk i heard that a lot today what's going on with that uh i don't even uh, colby altman said he's not gonna be bought out so yeah why would you why would kevin that. love be bought out his team is good right apparently well, he's, he's out not, of the rotation he's not playing yeah he's yeah. not playing right now yeah but i mean somebody gets hurt boom he's yeah. right back in the, it, it would be foolish to to do that, I think. And well, he also gets paid like thirty million dollars a year to sit there, <laughs> which is not a bad gig, honestly. I'd show up to practice for thirty million dollars a year. And, yeah, you know. the second LeBron left, the uh Dan Gilbert was like, "We're giving, we're we're giving Kevin Love all the money. <laughs> we need. Yeah, to they had to, they had to pay somebody. Yeah. Um, all right. So, um, I personally, I think Kaminga's going to need to play uh, a, a vital role as the essentially the third big on that team for them to have a good run though you know clay kind of plays a little bigger wiggins also plays a little bigger in the smaller lineups but they are so small pool divincenzo gp2 they're all guards right so when those are your three bench guys then you're constantly playing small so they're they're the warriors are never not playing small uh, small ball, and so I think Kaminga is the one who needs to come up big for them to, to be able to to battle because they're they're going to lose every almost every rebounding opportunity. Um, so he's going to need to come up big, I think, and and maybe a little bit less of a responsibility guarding Littles. You know, maybe puts him a little bit closer to the basket, and he can do some things there. All right, Ben, we're going to let you go. Uh, thanks for hanging out, but I did want to ask you one thing. Yeah, uh, on your way out, which is. How not excited are you to see Kevin Durant possibly waiting for the Warriors in the playoffs? I mean that. that I mean, K- Katie's a monster, man. We we know that firsthand, having watched him here. Just just an incredible, so great, an all time great, and like obviously, if if that matchup ever comes up. You know they're probably gonna stick Wiggins on him. They'll, they'll probably, you know, some GP two will get 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 a crack at him. A little DiVincenzo, a little Kaminga probably. That dude's gonna score on anybody. He's, who was the, who was the guy that guarded KD? Uh, no, it's Drew Holiday, right? Drew Holiday had so yeah. much success guarding KD because he was like small and up in his chest, like the whole time. Define success. Nah, yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe success in his own mind, but yeah, I just remember right. him giving frustrating KD for a lot of times. So. Yeah, I, but I, it's not good, man. I mean, the Suns now they have to be. I, I think their their odds to win the the title and, and the West just you know sh- skyrocketed last night, and as they should have, they're they're going to be good. I mean, him, Booker, and CP, and eight Aiton is now the fourth option on that team. Yeah, I for all the for all the stuff that Aiton gets for who he is and what he's become, DeAndre Aiton as your fourth option. That's nice. That is freaking nice. And look, they'll they'll probably fill out, you know, the fringes with, with some of these buyout candidates as well. Damian Lee remembered how to shoot the basketball D-Lee. all of a sudden, and he's uh, uh, I didn't I never thought I'd say this. I I, I would love to see Damian Lee, <laughs> this version <laughs> of Damian Lee, back on the Warriors because oh, I yeah. was I I I got to a point last year where whenever he hit the court, and uh, regrettably so, where I just. Kind of threw my hands up. I was like, "Well, watching Misty's open I, I think I think he was frustrated hitting that court last year too, and if he found he was, this, he found some freedom there. 
You remember when he was playing well at the beginning of the year? Yeah, he was playing incredibly well off the bench. They they were you thought, oh my god, these these guys are so deep. And then he hurt his hip. Yeah. And when he came back, he just never found that same groove. Kind of very Wiggins suffering potentially from the same uh, same illness this year because yeah. he still hasn't yeah. found his groove. But uh, wait, are, are we hanging out next week? What's going on? Are you free? Oh yeah, yeah. I actually just I found that out. I wanted to reveal that. <laughs> show. I'm in. <laughs> A little exclusive. I'm in. Okay. All right. Well, we'll set it up. Uh, 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 Ethan Strauss is setting up a little hangout for his Substack readers. And uh, Brian and I are both subscribers. So we're I'm gonna... coming as a plus one. I'm a, I'm, I'm a moocher. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like holiday party style, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Ben, ben, thanks for hanging out, man. You guys are the best. Thank you so much for having me on. Okay. All right, Brian. So uh, we are going to look at some of these other trades. Cause I want to, uh, now I didn't look, I didn't add all of them. I just mostly the ones that sort of affect the Warriors, the ones that are in the West. And I just want to get your quick thoughts on, on the deals that happened today. So, uh, I, you know, the big one, Kevin Durant, uh, that one was also a four-team deal. So the Suns get Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. The Nets get, the Nets got some good pieces. Mikel Bridges, Cameron, uh, Cam Johnson, I don't even know who this is, Juan Pablo. I thought Juan Pablo was on uh, The Bachelor. I think he's one of the draft and stash guys, like the rights to him, right? Is okay, that what so it was? He's like, he's like their Guy Santos. <laughs> no, he's who's the other guy we had? Um, Smiling each? No, no, the, the one, Justinian Jessup. Oh, that, Jessup, that's, Jessup. Yeah. Jessup. yeah. Okay. And then they got first round picks in 23, 25, 27, and 28, all from Phoenix, and 29. And then second round picks in 28 and 29 from Milwaukee. So they got lots and lots of stuff to, to make some future deals with. The Bucks got Crowder, and then the Pacers got George Hill. Oh, they're running that one back? Uh, Serge Ibaka, Jordan, Nora, and three future seconds and cash considerations. So I get it if you're a Nets fan. This whole thing blew up in your face. Great. But man, I thought they did such a good job of of getting uh, pieces back, and we'll talk about the Kyrie thing in a second. But Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas, Mikael Bridges, like I wish the Warriors could have made a trade with the, the current Nets team to get a wing. They have so many wings. They have so yeah. many wings. I think my whole stance on the whole Nets thing is I knew they weren't going to rebuild the entire time. I knew they wanted to retool and still compete because they're. I mean, the Rockets have their draft uh, their draft picks. I don't think they have pick swaps. I think the Rockets have their pick swaps for the next like three or four years. So uh, I think Brooklyn, you know, had to had to at least be better than Houston. So I didn't think they were going to just put the full reset button because they didn't have their they didn't have the rights to their own picks. Um, but yeah, I think I think if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, this team, I think I think this team's going to be fun to watch. I mean, you got you got you got you got good old Cam Thomas, a rookie who's hit like 40 points back to back to back. Um, but I think if you, if we're more talking about it from the trade perspective, uh, Mikhail Bridges, I would have loved for the Warriors like that. I like Mikhail Bridges way more than like OG and OB because Mikhail Bridges can create a shot if need be. I think OG is just stationary. Like, are you going to put that much stuff into someone who's just like, you know, a spot up shooter and a really good defender? I, um, but I think Mikhail, you know, can create his own shot and I would have put in everything. I would have put in everything for that guy. Kaminga, Moody, the picks. Like, I think I, that's how that I really like Mikhail. But and, and Bridges, more importantly, he just hurts the Warriors. So I'm actually glad that he's out. But yeah, unfortunately, Katie is in. <laughs> uh, I look yeah. for the Warriors. 
Uh, okay, so the Mavs, uh, they get Kyrie. The end, they get Markeith Morris. The Nets get Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith. 2029 first round pick. So in 2029, they're going to have the Mavs and the and uh, the the Suns pick. And then two future seconds. So obviously it's a little bit different. KD has a current contract, so he's with your team for a while. Kyrie's expiring. Kyrie's a little bit more of a headache, a lot more of a headache. And, uh, you know, he's firing bullets on the way out. So the the price to get him was was a little bit less, but it was still still pretty, pretty big, I thought. Uh, Dinwiddie, Finney Smith, they're good players. They're not, you know, they're not going to win you too many ballgames, but you know, I I, I kind of wonder what it, where are the Nets right now? Are they are they just outside of of the the top teams in the playoff chase? No, I mean I think technically record wise they're like fifth. Yeah, so I wonder if they can kind of stay where I feel they, like they are. They could stick like eighth. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch because at that point, like if you're a Nets fan, uh, they're yeah they're fifth. They're thirty three and twenty two right now. If you're a Nets fan. You know, there's a lot of pressure when you have KD and Kyrie and then James Harden. Uh, there's still the Ben Simmons problem, but there's like less pressure for those guys to win a title. And it's just literally like, okay, let's play. We're underdogs now. And it's a not, it's not a bad place to, to start for them. So I'm, I'm actually interested in seeing how they do. Uh, okay, so another deal. And this is one I was kind of joking uh, about Ben with. Lakers. They received D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. The T-Wolves get Mike Conley and uh, Alexander Walker. They also get a pick swap with the Lakers in 2024, second round pick swap. 2025, second round pick. 2026, second round pick. Those, the second two are from Utah. The Jazz receive Russell Westbrook, who they're probably going to buy out. JTA, are they also going to buy out JTA? I hope. I'll take them back. <laughs> that's that's a good little bio piece. I'm sure he'd come back too. But he doesn't have a big that big of a contract, so I don't know what you know what the reason to buy True. him out would yeah. be. <laughs> Just be like out of request. And then another former warrior, Damian Jones, and then a 2027 first round pick via the Lakers. So Lakers only have to give up one of those two picks. They basically trade and they Russ. protected it. They trade Russ, which I think that was uh you know, more or less getting rid of Russell was probably more valuable to them than even getting D'Angelo Russell back from everything that I've read. Like it got really, really nasty there at the end. Some of it kind of seemed like LeBron's fault, but um, Russell Beasley Vanderbilt, does this help the current Lakers? Yes. 100%. I really like the Beasley and Vanderbilt additions. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it was reported that it was going to, that the asking price was like a first round pick for Vanderbilt and a first round pick for Beasley. And the Lakers were able to get them for one first round pick, like both get them both. So I don't know. I think that this Lakers team, I think it was important to get off a of rust, but I think it was also important to bring back salary that was also expiring because I think, I think if you put like the true serum and you gave it to Palinka, I think he just wanted to hit this off season with Russ off the books. That's $50 million to spend. Mm -hmm. And although this wasn't like an insane free agency class coming up, you know, there is trade room there, right? You can, you can bring in a bigger contract. So um, I think it was important that when they get D'Lo back, like he's third, what 30 million from the deal he signed with the Warriors is finally expiring. 
So yeah, that's gonna have that's gonna be money they have open to 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 sign someone or to trade for someone in the offseason. But I think for this current team, yeah, D'Lo, Vanderbilt, and Beasley, those are all those are all solid additions to your current squad. So and late, Rui, Hachimura from earlier. Well, yeah, you know. that was that was from uh late last month. Um so Lakers currently sit twenty-five and thirty-one. They just lost to Thunder on the day that LeBron broke the record. Um so they got they got some room to to make up here and and uh if I don't know if I'm reading the tea leaves on uh, Bill Simmons and, and Rosillo, uh Anthony Davis is is doesn't seem to be that happy with what's going on. So well that that is something to watch as well. Uh but uh I don't know. I, I, I think I guess anybody who is within striking distance can get on a run and uh and possibly make some noise. The Lakers are currently uh, the Minnesota is eighth. The Warriors are ninth. They're percentage points away from each other. Lakers are four games outside of Minnesota, so they got room to make up. They're thirteen and fourteen at home, which is uh, if they continue to play that poorly at home, they probably don't really have a chance. So they're going to have to start playing better at uh, Crypto Arena or whatever it's called hmm. these days. Uh, okay, another deal. Um, the Clippers. They get Eric Gordon, who was a former uh, former draft pick of uh, of theirs, I believe. Uh, three future seconds. The Rockets receive uh, John Wall, who they will buy out. Can you be? That's it's got to be a record. How many times dude gets bought out by the same team? <laughs> Danny Green. This is like the two thousand and ten All Stars here. And a protect, uh, protected pick swap from the Clippers. And the Grizzlies receive Luke Kennard. Is Gordon an upgrade from Kennard to you? Yeah, I think he is. Um, he makes like $20 million a year. And he makes $20 million next year, too. Like, this isn't an expiring contract. So I'm surprised that the Rockets were able to get off of it. But... What better team than the guy who the owner who just wants to spend, 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 spend. Um, There's a couple owners in the league like that now. It's not only Lakeup anymore. <laughs> no, I know. What's the bomber? Yeah, that guy's like that guy's. I well, I would love to have that guy as my owner. Um, yeah, Steve, no disrespect Steve to Lakeup, you're right. Yeah, but or, uh, but but the the new guy from the Suns supposedly Matt Ishbia Ishbia was like, hey, you know, let, let's and this is this is basically what Bill Simmons said, which is. Uh, John Collins is that the best we can do? Why don't we go big game yeah. for Durant? Like I'm like, that's, wow, that's, that's amazing. Oh, that's a, that's a great mentality. Um, but I know I like Eric Gordon as an upgrade from Kennard. I think he kind of fits what they're trying to do more, and he has that veteran mindset. Um, I think with the Clippers, it's really just availability with the two stars. They got Bones Highland too, uh, and they got Plumley. I forget if it's Mason or Miles. I forget which one's still in the league. I, I think, think it's, it's Miles. It's, it's Mason. It's got it's be Mason. Mason. Isn't Mason okay. the one that's shooting the lefty jumpers and stuff? One of the Plumleys. I don't know. I don't know. It's both maybe, M's. Maybe it's Miles. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, this is like the uh, the one the, the issue that we had last year with. Uh, I don't. McDaniels. For some reason, or I don't last, have. Last no, year. I don't. I don't have an issue with Jalen, Jaden, McDaniel's. You, I, that's, just, you said them incorrectly, though. No, I re-listened to the podcast and I was right. No, maybe, you just maybe, you maybe misheard. I, me. Maybe I misheard you. Yeah, but so you I, yeah, really reason, re-listened to prove me wrong. 
No, I sometimes like re-listening. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jalen and Jaden is way harder to mix up or way easier to mix up than Miles and Mason. But I don't know. Yeah. I just mixed I mixed up Miles and Mason. Anyways, yeah. Highland, Bones Highland as a just a off the bench, like Jordan Clarkson type just start scoring guy. Um, Eric Gordon as like, you know, has some two-way stuff and like some veteran. I, I think he fits that group specifically. I could totally see why Eric Gordon fits that group and then Plumley as Zubach's backup even though Plumley might not be the best playoff guy like I I don't know how much they're even going to use like Zubach heavily in the playoffs but I still think that's good insurance um yeah I think the Clippers just need availability and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to really go after it and that's a team that if I'm the Warriors that's probably them and the Suns are probably my one and two of what I'm most worried about I'm still confident this Warriors team could take on the Nuggets still confident they have the, I, I'm still confident that when the Grizzlies see them, they get a little butt cheeks. So, I think it'd be yeah, cl- Clippers and and then and then the Suns is what I'd be most worried yeah, about. Clippers got Mason Plumley, Hornets receive Reggie Jackson, who it sounds like they're going to buy out, and then a 2028 20, second round pick. The second round picks just went like crazy. That was the theme the of this draft, this yeah. trade deadline. All right. Um. So the Nuggets they added Thomas Bryant. The Lakers received Mo Bamba and Devon Reed and a second-round pick. The Clippers received Bones Highland. And the Magic received Pat Bev, a second-round pick in 2024 from Denver, and cash considerations. So, I don't know. I, I, that, that seemed like uh, kind of just moving pieces maybe more so than anything else like what what do the magic do with patrick beverly i I imagine he's uh is he an expiring good question but i've heard there's a buyout coming okay uh and then some smaller deals the kings well well i don't know i think the nuggets one is kind of has some substance to it because they were looking for a backup center because deandre jordan is unplayable and it and i think they were testing out zeke naji u of a grad uh, not grad, but U of A alumni, I guess. But uh, and then, then they just Thomas Bryant requested a trade. He didn't want to be with the Lakers anymore because when AD came back, his role started getting diminished. So, yeah, he's on. He's the. It looks like he might be Denver's backup five now. So I think that's a little interesting tidbit because he actually might get like uh, in the rotation of the best team in the West right now. Twelve points, seven rebounds a game. Yeah, he's actually doing more than I th- I realized. And he shoots. He shoots good from three point line as well. So he's he's stretching, stretching him out. Uh, so he played, uh, yeah. He didn't. He, yeah. He he hasn't really played much of late. But so those numbers are are, are from a little uh, inflated. Yeah, a little inflated. Uh, all right. So a couple of smaller deals. Interestingly, the Kings kind of stayed pat. They didn't do anything except for the Kessler Edwards kid. <clears throat> Kessler Edwards. Uh, they they traded the draft rights to David Michanow. And then uh, also one other small deal. Suns, Suns, uh, the Thunder traded Darius Baisley for Dario Saric and a future second round. I wonder if the, are they going to keep Saric or I don't know. That's an interesting one. Because, yeah. you know, if Saric got bought out, I wonder, may, maybe I'm thinking of like the Saric from like three years ago. Or <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's kind of nice. Uh, for for maybe for what the Warriors could use as like a backup, you know, a backup big. Yeah, yeah, he's not he's he's not having too great of a season this year. <laughs> Only six points. Yeah, neither was Tybo, but you wanted him. Four rebounds. Not that I wanted him. I just I just said 
if if someone can play defense, I just figure I I feel like they could play in the Warrior system. Um, I'm higher on Kaminga's defense than I feel like maybe the masses are. I feel I like I, if you look at all the games, right? if you look at all the games when Wiggins wasn't there, I know like guarding the best player doesn't necessarily mean you did a good job on the best player, but I feel like you know he actually had really good possessions on Kyrie, and he's guarded like the hardest player when Wiggins was gone every single time, and it didn't matter what size that person was. So I think that's just such a valuable asset is defensive versatility. No, it is. It's just the consistency. Like you, like if 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 you're saying we need to stop, and Kaminga is the guy that you're using to to stop the best player, you're thinking like. Okay, best case scenario, he's going to get a stop. More than likely case scenario, he's going to foul. And then also possible scenario, you know, he's going to get lost or something. So it's really just the consistency because you don't think about that same thing about GP, right? We He proved it like he's you, – you feel very comfortable that he's going to get a, a solid lock on a guy. So that, that's just really what it is. Um, but he's improving. Obviously, he's improving. Uh, and, and it's fun. It's fun to watch. So – Warriors coming up this week. Uh, there's only three games until the All-Star break for them. So, and we didn't even mention this, but uh, just we'll give Ben a quick shout out. Ben and the and the Ringer team, they're going to Utah for the All-Star game and they're doing like a, a live show with, all, with their pods, their hoop pods uh, for the Ringer basketball show. So Ben's going to be out there styling and profiling and I, I hope he s- sends us some pictures because that's so cool. Uh, that that that's a, that's a thing that we need to do at one point. Go to All Star Weekend. Okay, so on Saturday, Warriors Lakers at the Chase Center. I imagine you're not going to that game, even though you did go to the uh, Thunder game recently. Yeah, that's gonna Lakers probably a way too expensive ticket. Um, and then they play the Wizards on Monday at Chase, and then Tuesday Clippers at Crypto before the uh, the tr- the uh, the all-star game uh layoff uh the they they got they got they got a good they got a good week in in a few days with seemingly nobody from their team being involved in 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 anything except for I guess Draymond's going to do the alternate feed on the all-star game with uh with the TNT folks so i don't know i think they're not getting in is that he didn't get in last year and then he was like an injury replacement if, eh. I get that he didn't get as much run in the beginning of the season. And actually, no, I'm actually not complaining because I get it. But like, he's. It would have been nice to see him. Yeah, it would have been nice to have. Because now we're not going to have Steph in the All Star game. Hopefully, Clay does like. No, Clay probably doesn't even want to go either. He wants vacation. I get it. I get it. Yeah, they're old, man. It it would be nice if, like, uh, um, I don't know, DiVincenzo, his three point percent. Like, like I I was, I don't know if you listened to the Stein and, uh, uh, the uncut NBA uncut, not the newest one. So they, they interviewed Malik Beasley and Malik Beasley oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of talked about how the, the three point shootout thing works. It's like all the guys who get in the all-star game, they get like first chance to say, yes, they want to be in it. And then it kind of trickles down. It's not really about necessarily like percentage who's shooting the best or whatever. NBA is so. some cheapos. They don't want to fly all these guys out there. No, I think it's just, the they want the star power for the TV ratings is what they oh, want. Oh, do you know that uh, Michael Jordan entered the three-point shootout one time? I did not know that. Did he do good? No, he did not do good at all. <laughs> he did really bad, actually. <laughs> Wanna, <laughs> I feel like a fun little tidbit that I kind of randomly thought is that 
when guys get traded to new teams, sometimes they might just skip out a game just purely because they're trying to just learn the team and mm-hmm. and just get more familiar with it. Like that, in theory, shouldn't happen with GP. No, he should be able he to just play the right next in. game. Yeah, yeah. Right the away. only thing you know, I didn't mention this when you're we talking to Ben, but the only thing I'm a little worried about, he hasn't really been healthy this year. Like I know he's played uh, of late. He he's been in there, but man, that he injury. Played- he played his very first game, and I'm pretty sure after that, he's like, I don't feel 100%, but I guess yeah. I just got to play through it type of thing. That's that's like not the greatest thing to hear. No, and it's a weird injury, the abdominal area or whatever. And so that's something to also watch. Like, why was he so available is kind of the thing that I was wondering, especially if mm. Portland is... You Did know, you see at- the, some of the moves they made, though, Portland? Well, they got they got your boy Tybal. They made like a um they made like a rebuild move and then they made like a go for it move and like they were just kind of all over the place. Like Josh Hart getting traded before the Warriors game for Cam Reddish, who doesn't play because they didn't want to pay Hart, I guess, or like that's like not a, a go get it move. And then they go and get Tybal, which is like, okay, are they doing something? And then they get rid of GP two for Kevin Knox, who doesn't play at all. Like, yeah, their moves kind of really just made no sense. So I don't know if I would just be like, why were they so willing to give up GP2? Because I just don't get them as a franchise in general. And they're still only a game behind the Warriors. And they beat the Warriors last night, which we don't really have to talk about that game. It's the same old frustrating uh, s- scenario. But, uh, you know, the, the one thing about it is everybody believes that they can compete. And the other thing about it is they're like, no one's really pulling away. Like, we got a shot. Maybe if we... You know, let, let, let's we can fix our uh, our accounting for next year by this one move. That's really not going to make that big of a difference. We can save some some dough and we're just going to play these guys anyways. Tybal re- replaces GP uh, in, in that scenario. So very interesting. It you know, I think the Warriors, the way that I look at this last run, you know, the second half, which I hate. They don't I hate it when they call it the second half because. It's like the second, like the last third, really, when it comes to games played. But the Warriors are a game and a half behind the Mavericks for the the fourth spot. And I think that's really where they need to get. They need to get a little bit of distance from from these other teams and um, getting to four and having that home court uh, series in the first round. I think is is necessary because they're such a bad road team, and I think you for for them in the playoffs they're going to need to have that that home road advantage and and then figure out everything else. But if they go into this as like the sixth or seventh seed, it might be one two three Cancun man because they cannot win any of these games on the road. Yeah, so that's just my my last bit. But uh, I think I, I think they can win two out of these next three games, and so that's what I'm hoping for. I think my last bit is that I feel like we don't want to accept the idea that there is some aspect of this Warriors team that isn't necessarily playing 120% like they should be, like professional athletes should be because of the fact that it feels like they've kind of proved everything against all odds that they were able to get it done last year and what else do they have to prove type of mentality. It's not something that I want to... Yeah, long season. It's not something that I want to give into like 100% because the idea of professional athletes who are getting paid like millions and millions and millions of dollars to not be giving their entire effort and to not get up for every single game just doesn't feel right. But if there is someone who is like, you know, there as like a constant figure that they know is going to be there to to beat, 
like Kevin Durant is going to do it for them, right? Like just the <laughs> or, idea that they might see Kevin Durant in the playoffs. If that well, doesn't do it, then I don't know what will. Or Draymond's just going to say, you know, I want to go to LeBron is there and Draymond's like, oh yeah, I'll miss a game to go see LeBron break the scoring record. Like, oh man, I'm glad he did it. Well, yeah. That's, uh, but I, I mean, I there know. is an aspect like Draymond's on the player option next season. What happens if they fall short? And he's just like, oh, this Matt Ishbia guy is kind of cu- yeah. cut, cutting checks right now. KD w- vouches for him. I would not be surprised. Sh- they showed how they could play together too, right? Like, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if that happens. If I'm Draymond, I'm saying you guys go get LeBron in this offseason or I'm going to Phoenix. And I don't know. Yeah, but if they get LeBron, though, LeBron replaces Draymond. That's not a good. Draymond doesn't want that. Yeah, no, you trade Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> Look, can you imagine LeBron? That'd be my. Draymond? That's like my hottest take right now. I think, and I'm not like I'm not 100 percent sure I believe in it. But that mindset to me like makes sense if they like fall short, and it's like, okay, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna punt on the current the current era? Like, can they not just get it done anymore? Uh, Go get go 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 get someone. Go put in all the assets for a guy, and why not with the one of the greatest players of all time? All right, let's end the show with this. R.I.P. My most recent James Wiseman card. I know, I, you got me a damn card. Should I grab it right now too? I, <laughs> I feel like we need the the boys to men song. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday because we're really sad about James. So yeah, see, you got the autograph one. This is uh this is just a parallel card, but. This guy's going to cook in Detroit. We're rooting for James, not just because I, I like collecting his cards, but I, I really think he's just a nice, I also, nice kid. Yeah, who has a good kid. Card. I also want to dunk on the people who think he was going to be like the worst. He was going to be like a Pokashevsky pick or like a Marvin Bagley pick. Like I'm also ready to, to alley-oop. Well, let's see. Let, let's see him get a little bit of run in Detroit and see if he can spread his wings a little bit. I'm hoping. It is, again, like a weird fit. I wish he went to like San Antonio where they didn't have a big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got their work cut out for them lineup-wise for sure. All right, so uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, and it'll, you know, we'll, we'll sort of preview the All-Star game a little bit. We're going to get together with some people for the All-Star game. It's always a, it's always a fun thing for me to, to do the All-Star game. So I always get excited for it. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week, talk about all the stuff that has happened, and hopefully the Warriors get a few wins here. Uh, for Bry, and thanks to Ben again, I am a double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo taking release. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's G-O-L-O.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who have found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.